I think one of you guys got to teach me how to clap properly. Because uh, every time I clap, my hands hurt. <laughs> align your hands first, like okay. in a prayer. And then right. your right yeah. hand or left, uh, drag it down a bit until your fi- your fingers on on the on the hand you just put down is in the palm, uh-huh. so that it will make the sound louder. Like if like I, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing right now is I'm having the both of my hands um, mirroring right now, and, and the clap will be like like that, right? But if you're doing the thing that I mentioned, it will be like so. It's more. It has the... yeah. It is very difficult without visual cues. Hey everybody, TMG Podcast episode 207. I am back, this is Carlos, and with me is Matt. Hello! And Miggy, uh, no, Migs, sorry. What uh, sh- <laughs> the fuck? Have you been. Oh, have hi, you, guys. Have you, <laughs> What's up? Hey. Have you been yelling skate for, for, for seven days? God. I, I think so. Like last week, I just jumped. I jumped out of the episode. Like literally jumped. And I guess I landed right now. <laughs> Wow, that is so over my excitement. That is some high skate. level, high level yeah. skate excitement. Skate mm-hmm. is happening, Dude. and skate is. <laughs> We're gonna talk about this again. <laughs> no, it's, it's just kind of funny that, like, you know, like whenever we talked about EA, even like years ago, you know, yeah, we've been talking, we've been doing this podcast for that long. Um, Migs just always, it's always been a running joke. Migs wants skate, and always been a running joke, and he finally gets it. Yeah, now I want it. <laughs> EA is get is giving me what I want. Honestly, I want Skate too. Not because I plan to play it, but because all of my friends who are fans of Skate will stop talking about wanting Skate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, here, have it. Now be quiet. But anyway, this is the podcast about video games, and we got a lot to talk about um, in this episode. For one, um, I don't know, we've been playing a lot of games recently, actually. Like, despite with all what's currently happening, what's currently um, being revealed, there's a lot, you know, to get excited for as we hit the second half of 2020. I'm surprised we're alive with all the shit happening in the world. Second half of 2020 already. Yeah, I survived 2020. Well, so far. Um, So far. But. What have you guys been playing? What do you guys have been like? Um, you know, sticking well, your teeth in. You know, I've been playing. This is literally the only thing I can say about it, which is that I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Sucker Punch Productions' upcoming open world samurai game, and that's it. That's mm-hmm. all I can say. Because that's, you know, that's really all you can say. Yeah, like we, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 <laughs> we we got a review code, and Matt is um, you know. He's he's the man there. He's the he's the one assigned to do that. Uh, open world, good. Open world, good. Yeah, it's a pretty open world game. Um, yeah. yeah. Forgive me. I, I don't really know much about Ghost of Tsushima because I just kind of want to. You know, I like playing those exclusives, just like yeah. somewhat just, like out of the like. I don't know much, and then yeah, was, yeah. Ah, surprise. Me. I mean, I saw the trailer. I mean, I saw the trailer. I got hyped because you know, uh, samurai game or yeah. Japanese game. Yeah, like like I, I talked about this before on previous E3s. I think is that you know I'm I've been very excited for this game uh, on a on a sort of meta level in the sense that uh, Sucker mm-hmm. Sucker Punch Productions, um, the studio, the Seattle-based studio behind Ghost of Tsushima, 
Um, we're the people behind Infamous Second Son, a launch, uh, one of the yeah. first launch titles for the PlayStation 4. And I always felt that Infamous Second Son, like having some great technology behind it and some real acting star power, like, you know, driving the narrative, I felt like it was an u- ultimately underwhelming experience. And, you know, maybe I'm mistaken in saying this, but I've always chalked it up to the fact that it was a launch title. So, you know, Sucker Punch basically, I would say, took one for Team Sony. In order to, you know, in, or, in order to, for Sony to have something, but at the same time, their next project, Ghost of Tsushima, I felt like was giving, getting so much time to cook, you know, and develop because Sony was like, all right, now that you've taken one for a team, we're doing you a solid by letting you really, really like have the sweet time and show us what you can really do without, when you're not like, you know, when you don't have pressure, when you don't have your backs against the wall, or in this case, backs against a, a, a console release window. And mm-hmm. just a fun fact, the PS like Sucker Punch is started the generation and is now ending the generation for the PS4 because yeah, yeah. it's a launch title. And this is uh, I can, I'm not sure if I can say this, but at the very least, to be safe, it's one of the last PS4 exclusives before PS5 hits. Yeah, that, that, that's all. This is all hmm. I can say about the game. Yeah, so. so what I can, what we can talk about from the games playing is that what I've been doing also on the side is I've been wrapping up my experience of The Last of Us Part Two. Yes, we can talk about that. Uh, we're not anymore like shackled in whatever embargo uh, that we were given because yeah. we, we we actually worked. I, I've on that actually as well. started playing it. Uh, I started playing the first hour of the game, so yeah. I guess I could chime in my two cents on what I think about it. If for some reason all of you here listening in podcast lands that have managed to avoid the leaks about the game, the discourse about the game, the polarizing reviews and all of that stuff, if you have emerged from this media cycle unscathed, um, I can assure you that we will be talking about the, the, the game right now, spoiler free, if only because there's someone here in the podcast room with us who hasn't finished the game. <laughs> so you're lucky. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah. lucky we have Megs in this episode. <laughs> But yeah, um, cause I, I, I finished it first and I was one in charge of reviewing it. So my review's out there if you guys want to know. And I don't know, just right off the bat, since we'll be talking about it, I just love the game. In probably in a story aspect and even in presentation with gameplay somewhat just lagging behind in <clears throat> just because of a, a variety of different reasons. But overall, Ooh. that was mm, that was a good game. <laughs> that was a good game. Hmm. I have mixed feelings about the game. Like, mm. I don't... Uh, you see, this is the thing that always frustrates me about the way the conversation is shaped around this game, which mm. we might talk about a little bit in uh, an eventual spoiler cast, but the conversation mm. around the game has been generally critics saying that it's great and um, some fans saying that it is terrible and a bunch of people in the game development industry just sort of, like, uh, pushing back on both sides. And... Yeah. For me, I feel much more in the middle of the game in the sense that um, I really, uh, you know, enjoy some of the finer points of the game's storytelling and the characters. I have to say that, you know, I'm I one of my favorite characters in the game who appears in the second half. Like, I kind of wish the game was written around her, you know, was focused mm-hmm. around her and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah um, um, there's like, but at the same time, I feel like the game has been is being praised for certain things that I think other get video games have been capable of doing, while also doing certain other things that other games do in a not particularly special way. So, for example, 
Um, if you, Samson, you've been playing the first part. There's a lot of running around and pressing the triangle button to pick up stuff. Oh yeah, and walk yeah, around yeah. and explore and sort of like let the narrative lead you as an NPC walks you forward and all that stuff. And to me, like you know, and, and critics are all like, oh, you know, this is great environmental storytelling. <laughs> this is great, like you? you know, uh, wow. This is like the you know the epitome of the movie game where you know hyper realistic animations and cover based combat and all that stuff. I'm like, um, that's like literally so many other video games right now. I'm not saying Last of Us Two is is bad at those things or worse at those things. I'm just saying is have these people like have people played these video these all of these video games. You know what I mean? It like I feel like some might have not. I mean, like that's yeah. Like it's like I get I get your point that you know people have already. There are some that actually do. Um, for some that do it better on what Last yeah. of Us has done and everything. And maybe some was like, oh my god, you know, games can do this, and it might be their yeah. first time exploring that. So it's like it's just another um addition, um, mm-hmm. of that kind of uh, medium or that kind of storytelling. And yeah. yeah. And, and you know, like I um, to your point about that, like some people might not have played the game, and I think this is where I've landed. Where I've landed is I kind of feel like I don't I don't begrudge anybody of their opinions about the game. I always take it in good faith that if someone says I think this game sucks and I think this game is good, like they're yeah. being one hundred percent honest and sincere in their assessment about it. That's that's all yeah. I can go on. But at the same time, Last of Us Two is a product of insane amounts of marketing and millions of dollars of budget gone into the craftsmanship of the game never mind the labor issues and so mm-hmm. when when that game was mar- when when last of us 2 was was pitched you know they're sending copies out to not just the usual mainstream game publications they're sending it to time magazine to the guardian to esquire and gq and all of these other places and those kinds of uh publications they don't have dedicated games departments which is fine i'm not faulting them for that and so Imagine what kind of perspective you have as a person, like many gamers, who only has the money or the time to play X number of games per year. Do you know what I mean? So, right. So right. The, the way I'm arriving at this is that not that praise of the game is insincere, but it lacks perspective when you're not able to compare the experience of The Last of Us Part Two with experiences of other you know, um, narrative-driven action-adventure video games. Yeah, you could say that. Like, for for my experience, uh, I'm also at the at the oh, what do you call this? Like, I didn't. Um, I'm not sold at it yet. Like, I've I've I played the first Last of Us, and um, I I I liked it as a whole, but uh, mechanics-wise or gameplay-wise, I find it. Um, yeah, like. I find it slower than Uncharted because that's the Naughty Dog game that I'm accustomed to, mm-hmm. and um, of course, like Last of Us has is a whole different um, monster uh, mechanics-wise, and it's something that I've felt uh, similarly when I played the sequel, uh, where mm-hmm. um, there the, the controls aren't as like for example as tight as I wanted to be. Like mm-hmm. there are times where it feels weird. Um, where you, like, if you guys played God of War before, you get yeah. that feeling where uh, you're having that sense of um, disorientation when you're when you're moving the left stick to move your character because there's strafe. Um, That's strafe right. Strafe tendencies to do, <laughs> yeah. and it it just it just feels 
unnatural Weird. for the character to move on that yeah. on, on that part. And there are times also where oh yeah, um, I'm I'm getting immersed. I'm getting immersed with the environment, and then um, some video game thing happened. Like uh, for example, uh, there's this part in the game where you get injured, and then the game teaches you how to use the the medipack or the first aid kit or whatever. Yeah. Like the character just sh- like the, the character just told herself out of you know. Uh, you're talking about Ellie, Ellie's that, first injury, basically, in the game. Yeah, like, like, like she said something like, uh, "My shoulder, uh, my shoulders in pain," or something like that. And then when you use the medikit, it just wraps around the wrist. <laughs> so, so, so stuff like that kind of throws you off the immersion, and yeah. and not just that. Like there, there's there's a scene uh, where you're in the town, and that the and the game kind of shows you some sort of limitations that they can that. The game's limitations when it comes to how much they put in in some of the interactions that you can do in the game. Like for example, if you're in the town, um, if you go close to most of the NPCs, they don't interact that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some games that does that better. Like for example, I'm not sure if you can count Final Fantasy VII Remake as an action adventure game, but like um, NPC interaction. Uh, but what I'm just saying is that uh, we've seen something that's done uh, right or better than what we've seen in The Last of Us Two. Like um, Samson, I think. I think Samson. I think. Sorry to interrupt, Samson. I think what you're talking about speaks to a very, very interesting problem. I think, which is, the more a game commits to hyperrealism or photorealism, the more right. the gaps become apparent. And we're ta- we're not talking about the uncanny valley effect. We're talking about how yeah. um, the world of Last of Us Part Two is so um, detailed and beautiful. Like you can you can climb in a counter and a, and and the telephone will get knocked by your feet. You can shoot a, a, a sack of grain and the grain will come pouring out. Uh, I, mean, uh, just like I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't expect them to do that much like like Red Dead Redemption two levels of yeah. um, interaction, but. Um, just, it, but it takes you out. It takes you out, basically. Yeah, because um, from from my perspective, or f- uh, from what I understand, uh, this game is selling me um, like like Naughty Dog is selling me a game that is an interactive movie slash action game. So what I'm expecting is something like you know, like oh, I'm gonna be immersed. I'm gonna have this movie experience. Um, but you know, like this is kind of nitpicking. But at the same time, like I just uh, can't. Um, stop myself from compare, from comparing these little things in games I've played before, before Last of Us Two ever launched. But um, that said, um, I think you're pointing to an existential question, really, which is that the more every single video game becomes <laughs> no, 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 the more every single video game becomes uh, an interactive story, an interactive movie, even if it's like an action adventure, like Last of Us Part Two, or as you point out, mm-hmm. a Japanese role playing game, like. Uh, um, Final Fantasy VII remake. Seven. Like uh-huh. historically, we had different expectations about different video games. Like if you played a strategy game, you were like, okay, I don't expect the characters to be so super detailed. If you played a first-person shooter video game, I want the monsters to be detailed. If you played an adventure game, I want the conversation trees to be deep. Yeah, right. Like different right. expectations. But now all video games are just sort of like converging to be almost the same thing with just slightly different mechanics. And so I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So even though the even though the lane that Last of Us Part Two comes from is one 
one where the interaction mm-hmm. is low um, because it resembles a game that is so much like Final Fantasy VII Remake in terms of looks. You're, like every single gap, every single gap that has no interaction becomes really glaring. I, I, I don't know if it's like if it's a, a recipe of or a result of um, being a, being exposed to a variety of different um, approaches for in a development mm-hmm. like game standpoint. Because like if you're exampling like oh, Red Dead Redemption. Um, mm-hmm. They want to make an open world realistic game, whereas in Last of Us Part Two, yeah, 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 that, that, that's a conscious choice. Yeah, yeah. With Last of Us Part Two, I don't. They're not trying to make an open world game. Now, now I'm not. I'm d- defending Last of Us Two, but like the direction is different. Yeah, yeah. But a player thinking like, you know, like, oh well, I was expecting more on that part. You know what I mean? Like mm. because of what you have experienced before, and that's also accustomed also to Last of Us Part Two's gameplay as well. Where you expect yeah. this, but oh, it's it doesn't really change and like and stuff like that. So it's actually interesting how because like in the, in the, you'll see later, Migs, um, it'll sort of open up, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it yeah. also throws a curveball. Like oh, it just, all of a sudden it opens up, and that kind of like kind mm-hmm. of would, would kind of like put you in a different perspective again, mm-hmm. and then it will close again because it become a more cinematic feel. Like, like that's a that's a, a weird choice for two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I kinda appreciate it because you get to explore it more. Yeah. Yeah, I guess from from my ex- uh, experience during during that moment in the in the game I was expecting just some sort of hi or hello from from Ellie or or the people in the town because you know they like, like narrative you. wise <laughs> <I'm sorry>. yeah. <laughs> but, but but narrative wise these 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 characters or these people uh, should have you know gotten to know each other during yeah. during that time so i'm just it's just a matter of narrative for me when yeah. i'm going in on that area and then not having a little high like there are some npcs who actually do that like uh some npcs uh wave at ellie or something like that yeah but most of them are just like dummies they're just statues or just objects in the background i can actually defend that a little bit which is that um, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll see this across the entirety of the game, which is you will meet yeah. characters who are treated like NPC or background fodder who will later like appear in the game in a more meaningful role. And I don't mean like big, big, mm. big, but like, for example, you'll see somebody and he's eating, at a, he's eating in the background and he goes like, hi, so-and-so. And then much later, <laughs> much later, they're by your side fighting or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, that's good. So, so that, that yeah. it, in a case-to-case basis, it does happen that background characters get, do get pushed to the foreground. <clears throat> I think, and I think, you know, although we uh, kvetched just a little bit about, about things I think like it remains, that. Sorry, I think it remains the same. Like, what what Migs yeah. has experienced, I think it will remain the same as well in, like, in that certain part in the second half. And I, I'm not yeah. going to be spoilery, but I think you know what I mean, Matt. I yeah, 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 yeah. I think it remains the same. Like it's the same experience. If ever he like, oh, he got that, yeah. and when he gets to that point, it'll feel the same again. I don't think it really changed. Like you know, I think it's pretty obvious to you, Carlos, that I've been actually talking about parts from the second half of the game without actually alluding to them. So <laughs> um, I know, I don't, I don't yeah, have to point it out, yeah. but I'm just like, like you know, I, I'm just yeah, saying that you know, it could be the yeah. same when he gets to yeah. another experience where he has to like move around and everything. Yeah, but anyway, so I want to get to another thing, which is that you know. It's not all convention we have for The Last of Us Part Two, which is that even though I have all these complaints, or that rather not these complaints, these reservations about the amount of praise or criticism that the game gets, I'm actually 100% signed on to these characters. Like, um, again, I wouldn't say against all odds, but I would definitely say like, you know, um, you know, the relationship between Ellie and Dina, and the relationship between many characters are ones that I'm like, yep, 
I'm signed on. I'm invested. You know, no mm-hmm. problem. Even if your storytelling and your and your mechanics mm. are still fundamentally video games as fuck, it's not something I hold against the game. It's more like something I hold against the way the game is talked about uh, in terms of uh, not controversies, but in terms of like critical praise. Like when the game is firing on all cylinders, I feel like the game is being like other games, and that's not to say that it's less of a game. It's just like, oh yeah. I love excellent cover shooting. You know what I mean? I love yeah. excellent. <laughs> yeah. I love excellent set pieces where I mash the button. I love excellent like survival horror stuff. You know, am I playing Resident Evil Two and Gears? You know, all smashed together with a survival mechanic, <laughs> and, like, and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I love this stuff. <laughs> no, but um, the one thing that really sold to me, like when it comes to like presentation and gameplay, like if you pretty much played the first one, you know what you're gonna get into. With little slight oh, yeah. changes, that's for sure. It's just more of like um, I'm with Matt with that one. Like I'm, I, I, I'm invested with these characters. These guys are amazing. I like them. Right. I like what they're going through. And then I just yeah. start hating. From my experience on the first hour, I, I, I enjoyed. Like I, like don't get, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed my my first hour of the game because of you know, um, I've 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 seen the characters grow before. So like, yeah. like having that that sample. In the in in the first few minutes of the game, like that that intro was was actually good because it kind of um um well yeah I'm actually interested in what you're gonna think because that game this game which is why I give it high praise because it makes me think twice of what I think about the characters that's what really pushes right. me yeah. to like set it back and like reevaluate what I thought about it after yeah. five hours like that's what's great about it. Yeah, you know what I, mean? uh, I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys scrutinize my reviews, but one thing I'm always bringing up in reviews is I like the idea of when a game is constantly in conversation with other texts, with other works, and just as I love Final Fantasy VII Remake for constantly like, you know, feeling like it's a game that is talking back to. I don't mean talk back like you know smart mouth, but like talking in conversation with the legacy of the previous game. I always feel like. Last of Us Part Two is also at its most interesting when it's confronting the uh, the implications and ramifications of you know what people have done in yeah. the first game, and yeah, and okay, um, and I do think my biggest problem really with the game, I think Carlos shared this with me also, is that it's just it's not interminably long, but it might have it might be longer than it really <laughs> needs to be. <laughs> you know, I don't like, know. For me, my 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 benchmark when it's too long is I I said it even before the recording is when I start thinking about Alien Isolation, then it's too long for me. <laughs> That's my yeah. benchmark because I, Alien Isolation I love that game, but it's not because it's long because they stretch the story in terms of Last of Us Part Two yeah. or even Isolation. It's more of there's so many gameplay elements that does not add. Oh my more god! Weight to it, like <laughs> yeah. Like there's, uh, here's another section, and I'm like, that's a great way of putting it. I think, like, if they just take it off, that, that nothing happens. I mean, like, it's it just gives me more padding, gameplay padding that I kind of don't want, really. Yeah, that's that's, like, that's my also problem. a problem for the first game, and that's, I no, exactly. See, I kind of felt it also on the first hour, where, like, I guess this is just this is just Last of Us uh, mechanics, basically, like. Um, the crafting, the the slow sneaking um, behind your 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 enemies. Um, I think I felt just... that in the first game when during the snow part, just not be that yeah. spoilery, yeah. but that yeah, snow exactly. section. It's... Yeah, I don't mean to be like unkind, really, but I feel like it's a it's this kind of design is born 
this kind of like pacing is born out of insecurity, which is that the game is constantly <laughs> giving you breadcrumbs of narrative uh, every few hours, you know, and but taken together, those breadcrumbs form a whole loaf. Why did I start with this metaphor? I don't know with <laughs> you, man. Yeah, you made a yeah, full yeah. loaf with that one. <laughs> yeah, I made a full. Uh, you make you make a full loaf. You know, you make the a full loaf, loaf of out us. of the narrative, but um, all that gameplay is 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 as Carlos said, padding it out. And it makes me feel like are the designers insecure? Are they worried that if they keep those gameplay loops a little shorter, they will feel like that they're not delivering enough game? That they will be like called out. For I somehow don't know not, it, but it feels that way though. Like right, like oh, twenty-three. Was I was I twenty? I'm like I'm twenty-three hours when I finished the game. What what are you, Matt? You're you're like close to the end. But what's your what's your hour count right now? Uh, I have twenty-seven hours logged oh, in. Shit, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible that I also spent too much time looking for collectibles on my first run, and also maybe sometimes I left the game paused and I just went to you know get myself a drink. <laughs> Even if you scratch off two hours just to. To compensate for that, that's still too long. I mean, like, it, yeah. it might seem too long for many. That's what I'm saying. Not, not. Uh, yeah, and I had this sense of it, the game feeling long already midway through the game. But I knew today, today when I was as we were getting ready for the podcast, I knew today was the day that I really wanted to talk about it because I had just reached a critical turning point in the story again, uh, where you know a main character really is pushed back against uh, her beliefs, and yeah. I was like. And then we started sneaking again. We started sneaking again and hiding from bad people. <laughs> and I was like twenty five hours in, and I'm so tired. I'm so tired of like of crouching and scavenging and managing my crafting resources and watching NPCs lead me through our, through our you know through dangerous territory so we can find a shortcut at, it, towards less dangerous territory. I was like, I've done this for like a whole twenty hours now. I'm just ah. tired. Let it. Although let I was me, surprised for you. <laughs> yeah, let me let me finish the fucking story. Is what I was basically already telling the game. You know what I mean? It's not because I don't like your characters. It's not because I don't like your story. It's because you're taking so goddamn long. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 another <laughs> another fucking benchmark when anything gets a bit too long. And um, yeah, and and it doesn't help that the gameplay doesn't really um, fully expand or fully change. Like for example, yeah. after the second half, mm-hmm. like there are some changes, but very minor that makes you kind of like change up your tactics. It's still the same thing, really. Yeah, that's why it kind of bring it kind of like it, it the the gameplay is somewhat weighing it down. Just a, no, not just a little bit. It's weighing it down. I don't feel like the gameplay informs the narrative either, and I'm not calling it ludo narrative dissonance, that dreaded word. But I will be saying that uh, when you play when you play the uh, most other video games, there's a sense of like. Oh, you progress to gain power so you can defeat the Dark Lord, or um, right. you're, con- you're you're constantly you're constantly on the run, and you're you're afraid of, of of people catching you, or you're always hungry. And I feel like while those elements are in the mechanics of The Last of Us Part Two, it's always telling its story to the point where it doesn't matter whether you're running out of bandages or not, because the game doesn't really address that. It doesn't really the story doesn't really care. Like that you're a that you're a person who's constantly counting your bullets. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And yeah, that like Last of Us Part Two. Um, I don't know. For me, that's that's as much as I can go without going spoilery, because yeah, it's very yeah. narratively driven. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, maybe I want to hear more about what Mig say, but he has a point about the interactions and mm. and. 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting. It's another Last of Us Part Two actually sparks a lot of um, topics and conversations in a variety of fronts, and length is definitely one of them. Especially yeah. with like with, with with what you worked on this week, actually, Matt, with when it comes to game length and yeah and everything. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, yeah, I I wrote a post um this week, uh, on the blog, uh, basically just quoting a former PlayStation boss Sean Layden. Uh, he was at a he was at a, he was at the at a Spanish, uh, sort of games executive conference this week last week, uh, where he talked about well a lot of things basically in a conversation with Dean Takahashi, and he said something that really trafficked or that really trended, which is I long for a return to twelve to fifteen hour games. Now the context was that he was basically talking about game development and how unsustainable it is, uh, but um, his his dream or his his hope for is that if games were smaller and shorter, they might be like more practical to develop while still remaining within the $60 price point. But he also joked about how, well, if games were shorter, I'd also finish them more, he said. <laughs> that's true, really. Like, that's actually true. That's actually yeah. true. Like, um, I don't know. For Thank me, you, as, a, as a player, I think my sweet spot is a good 50, like 12 to 18 is probably a good sweet spot for me. Yeah. In terms yeah. of campaigns, uh, in, when it comes to campaigns. And like yeah. um, from start to finish, and like right. like have you guys played Doom Eternal? Fuck, that felt like thirty hours, but it was just only fourteen hours, really. Oh jeez, it just felt like it's just like yeah. it was all you know. <laughs> it just felt like it was like that long, but no, it's just like I just got into the hell part of the first Doom game, and I felt that. I mean, I just got back from from hell in the first Doom game, and I felt that's too long. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. don't get us wrong, guys. Like, um, it's not like we're saying. $60 should get you less. <laughs> no, no, no. That shouldn't be the, the, that should, that, that shouldn't be the, yeah, that shouldn't be the takeaway in, in the yeah. end. Yeah, but rather, oh, do, do stories, do stories and experiences, are they better served by being shorter and more efficiently paced rather than longer and drawn out? Like, it's nice to get the most game or most experience out of your dollar, but at the same time, some games, they run out of gas in terms of narrative or they run out of things to say or they run out of... Or even things to ways do to and... Yeah, uh, things to do or ways oh, to explore yeah. a mechanic, uh, you know, long before the twenty-five or thirty-hour mark kicks in. That's why Titanfall Two was. Oh, I should save this for later. <laughs> oh, that's a good example, but, but that's a, it's actually a good segue yeah, because we're all playing Titanfall Two, and that yeah. campaign was mm-hmm. only like what less than ten hours. I'm not sure. Yeah, how long but that oh, was, really? But and it, yeah, and it good. never it never runs out of steam. It's constantly doing like you you can go online and you'll find a lot of developer blogs and critics praising this where. You know, they're talking about how every game, every level had a gimmick. Every level had an idea okay, yes. that was explored to mm. its maximum. And then after that, they crumpled the idea and they threw it out the garbage and said, next, because we don't want our players to get tired or bored of a new idea we introduced. <laughs> and, no, and that's, that's a right. perfect example yeah, for the campaign. Yeah, it's a perfect example. Because yeah, I think that's yeah. the thing with... Um, it's not. It shouldn't be a matter of like how long it is or how short it is in terms of gameplay. It's more of like if you feel like it's if you're having that feeling that you want to get it over with. That's too long. If you just feel like you want more, it might be too short. But if yeah, you're just smiling like, and right. then you just took a, took a took a shot of whiskey and you just want to play something else or want to play more of it, then that might be the sweet spot. But then so it depends yeah. on what you're making. 
So yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously we we talk differently. Like we're talking about narrative campaigns and a, you know and narrative campaigns in mostly shooty based action games. But obviously we're go- we would have a completely different conversation about length or size when it comes to things like open world games or role playing games. You know, because those games you know right. sort of like offer you you know vast wells of. Of, of, of things to do in terms of not just content, but in terms of, like, ideas to explore. You know, that's how those games, like, you know, make their bones. Or Civilization, you know, a strategy game. Like, oh, there's God. those, you know, can, can you imagine? Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I, so it, it, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of, like, situation when it comes to game length. And I think what, I think me and Matt finished a Titanfall 2's campaign, like, way back. Well, I, don't, well, I finished in PS4 way back. And yeah, I finished on a PC. I And then Mix, you're starting it for the first time. Like we've been telling you to buy Titanfall too, and you finally did it. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, where to <laughs> Are you start? Done? Where to start? I mean, <laughs> you're not done. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I am. I, I I stopped at the part where you're gonna. Who's that? Who's that mercenary? I think. Wait, do you have your Titan yet? Phase. Yeah, I already do. Okay. Uh, I'm at. I'm at the part where you're in this, in this diorama factory, oh, where they're making yeah. oh, that's fun. like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. No, no, I, I know what talking. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. oh god, that level is that level is fun. Yeah, right, like, right. All this, this, how, this sort of that's the word with Titanfall's campaign. They're just fun to play, really. Yeah, every level is so well considered, basically. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. yeah, like 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 what you what you guys said, like. Every level has its own thing going on, and they're just gonna throw it away. And then for for the next one, it's a different thing. Like like specifically, this I'm one hit me canvas. well because you know, like, oh, this is this is such a different experience from what I've experienced be- before. Like in the levels, like in the first few levels, you're just you know trying to make BT uh, better, and like by healing him or giving him batteries. And then the the, the next one, you're after your first like titan uh match Mm-mm. with uh whoever that is and then this one is a different thing again like uh i like that how the game is like um basically through you in this factory uh while you search for for your titan and they're just it's basically like you know like a factory and then they're gonna show you how they create these dioramas like uh, the diorama no yeah. the stages for because i think whatever like, you are like is like housing, yeah the stages right? the stages yeah i think it's like stages yeah, so for it, for training isn't it it's like they're making like uh stages yeah. for training yeah yeah stages for training and then on, on the fi- on once you get into the top yet of the building uh like the perspective like changes because of course you're just dangling vertically and then you know you have to go and wall run and do all the pilot stuff and it's 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 fun and then on the on the top, parang you get a you get a match like a like a a match where you have grunts from from your team uh, try to to Ooh, like join you in the fight. Yeah, join the fight and then um, overcome the test that the that the rival pilot is uh, giving you. Like she's dropping inspectors and then other enemies. Right, stuff like that. So it's. Oh god, I don't know. Like so far, I'm having fun. Yeah, Titanfall Two is like, um, what's it, a four year old game, and mm-hmm. it was, it's, yeah, it I'm still actually holds gonna be, up pretty well. I'm play. I haven't. I'm. I think I'm like not even gotten my Titan yet. Like I played it. I already finished it, but I'm playing it again. I'm actually streaming it, and 
Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm actually, um, hopefully I get that same like satisfaction when I first played it as well. Um, because when I bought mm-hmm. the game on Steam, went on multiplayer. We should have a, a, a tally. We should have a tally every time we bring up Titanfall 2 in the podcast at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, actually. Cause I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I. It's not every day you have a fucking game that like somewhat dies and then gets a second win because it comes out in Steam. Like, it's not something you hear every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm talking about 40, this game. Thousand players. Or I've seen seventeen on the online counter one time. Oh, like, like, it can go that high, and I don't think I've ever seen that high of a number on the PS4 when it came out. That's and why I you got to roll with my squad. <laughs> and I don't even know on PC. I don't know how many, how big it was when you played it, Matt. But. Like it feels like when Titanfall Two was released on Steam, they were like, "Oh shit, I gotta play this. It's the game that everybody loves. I, now I have time to play it," because that's what it sounds yeah. like. And then all of a sudden, the multiplayer is just filled with people. Apparently, all good. Well, it also, really I suck. That the game was released was released on Origin, and while that's not a that's not a game killer in terms of like the fact that you know EA still seems comfortable using the platform for many many years now but it does did definitely affect the game's discoverability and it's yep. you know uh it, it, it's its ability to be exposed to people outside of, on the PC on the PC space and i think that's like i said in a previous episode that's precisely probably why EA went back to steam you know not because they're changing their percentage points of how much money they're going to make or whatever they're just like you know what we want people to drunk buy our games <laughs> I think it's the only EA title from their catalog that just went up. It's now people are buying it and loving yeah. it and everything. And it's even it's even top there in the fucking summer sales, which is currently happening. And hopefully this just nudges like respawn, like you gotta reconsider your pipeline. You gotta reconsider your pipeline because I don't know, I I want more of it. I wanna ask you, Carlos, like what's your example of of, of games that are that, that you didn't finish because you felt like they were too long? Origins. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins, maybe. Mm. At the top of my head right now, I haven't finished it yet. Like I was actually playing it recently. Well, you were on an Assassin's Creed binge, so I know I, I, I'll no I'll binge, and then I, I yeah I hit I had a good spot with like um, Black Flag, no Syndicate. I actually finished uh, Syndicate before I went to Origins. And Origins, oh no, maybe it's more of the open world is now where like I'm like. I'm not I'm forced, but I'm just like st- I'm thrown into this huge open world, and I'm just like not in the mood to really like. Um, well, it could be open around. world fatigue, am I right? It might be world yeah, fatigue, I mean. but what other uh, length? Uh, again, Alien Isolation. Oh no, I did finish that though. You're asking about me if I fi- haven't finished it. Yeah, for me, it's uh, it's gonna be uh, yeah, it's gonna be prey. Uh, Prey is a great game. Oh it's shit! Like the... No, you're right. I didn't. Yeah. I did. No, no. I'm sorry for stopping you, but I did play Prey till the end point the last section I think and I didn't finish it because it was too long no I, I yeah yeah I'm yeah, on the yeah PS4 Prey is, fuck yeah, on Prey I haven't finished a, it and that game is fucking great right it's one of yeah. the, it's one of the best uh, it's one of the best <laughs> right. immersive sims in, on, on the market you know I think it didn't do it so well commercially it didn't tank but it wasn't exactly the the, the break the sort of cult success that Dishonored is because uh, it's by Arcane Studios the same guys that made Dishonored and you know, it's like it's like a loving tribute to System Shock. It's got a Bioshock style aesthetic. You know, it's really it's got some great physics and you know powers that really let you explore 
the maximum of what you can do like with an environment. And I think I just stopped but playing that game. But there's a lot of backtracking, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of backtracking, which I don't mind. I know people like to say backtracking like it's a dirty word. No, it's a dirty word because it asks you to go out in space, eh, to go around. That's a, Yeah, that's yeah. Not, that's, that's, that's if not, you know what I mean. That's, that's Yeah, that's not the fun part of the game. But, yeah. you know, I think I got tired of the game because it just felt so exhausting. Like, yeah. here's the thing. I made a mistake with that game. Uh, it's kind of my fault, but it's also not my fault. Which is that um, the game, t- the game, because because Arcane does this. They tell you, they tell you. By the way, powers are bad. If you use your powers, you become less human. And oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And I'm like, mm. oh, it is, is true. that how it is? Then I guess I'm not getting any powers ever. And so I've been playing the whole g- campaign without powers. And what I'm hearing from fans of this oh, game oh. is that you know like i wouldn't say canonically but they would say like you play it with powers first then you play it without after and i'm like oh is that how it's supposed to be well that's not what I'm the story not, I, I actually that, i don't i actually not, don't play it i don't play it without powers as well just because of that same fact as well actually with my build i you know, put on powers could end well on powers yeah, like, 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 like i, I want to like keep it simple <laughs> and yeah just like you know that's what i did and I yeah 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 okay. but like the game is so but the game is always like throwing all these monsters at you and everything like that. And I just felt like it, it I, I'm not scared or I'm not necessarily like challenged, uh, you know, or sorry, not challenged. I'm not having a hard time, but after a while, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm just tired. And I can't, uh, you know, I can't finish this game anymore. Is this, is this something that the developer is constantly doing in in their games? Because I've, had the feeling that also happened during my experience in Dishonored, which is uh, just fatigue, just just mechanics fatigue or gameplay fatigue. Like it made me not like finish it. Mm. One or two? One? You said one? The one? Yeah, the one. one. Okay. The first one. The first one. Uh, Dishonored one. Like, in my opinion. Well, first of all, I love Dishonored. Uh, num- n- yeah. Number two, like, I, in my opinion, I think that the game doesn't really tell you uh, don't use powers. Powers, not having powers, is the good way to go. It, you know, the, the outsider mm-hmm. shows up and goes, goes like, "Hey, Carvo, do you want my mark? It'll give you powers, and you get the powers, yes. right?" <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounded like the who's that 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 dude? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's how he sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but no I do think the game has a tendency to push back a in a weird way. It tells you that, by the way, murdering and revenging your way. You know, revenge solves everything is a tagline of the game. You know, you, you, you'll murder everybody. And there are non-lethal ways to take each people down. But the game kind of tells you, no, you gotta kill them to make them pay for what they've done. But the game is also like, by the way, every time you kill... You increase the amount of chaos in this world. And when chaos goes up, yeah. more rat swarms show up. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I understand. So that's a th- that, that already is a thing for our yeah. team then. You know? Yeah, and I, I understand yeah. and, I, and I appreciate the desire to put to give penalties to your, co- to your cho- uh, consequences to your choices. Revenge. <laughs> but it also feels like they're yeah. kind of discouraging you from using your powers. Because so many of your powers are so good for killing. Now, for the record, I finished with a low chaos run, but you know I can tell that um, the, the sort of the conversation among dishonored fans about whether or it's right to have high chaos rat swarms from violence, like whether that's right from a game design perspective, has gone 
on for so long and been debated so much that in Dishonored 2 Death of the Outsider, the standalone sort of sequel expansion pass to Dishonored 2, they removed the chaos mm-hmm. system. Oh, okay. Can, that, yeah, oh, so okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that game because I'm just like, oh, I'm going to be Billy Lurk and I'm going to have my cyber arm and like, you know, like get revenge <laughs> and kill, kill a minor god. You know, with no consequences. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah, ever guys play? Did you guys ever actually play the game? Because this this only reminds me of a game, um, the the spawn game in SNES. Um, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily no. like tell you like like using your powers is bad, but every time you use but there's this, a clock, right? Yeah, when you when you use spawn's powers in that game, it reduces the clock, and of course, when you reduce the clock, you kind of die or you kind of lose the game. So oh. you are kind of you're kind of forced to like That's cool. uh, conserve or plan out when you want to use your powers and stuff like that and that was kind of weird to me so it, yep. it, that's, that's lifted straight from the comics not that I know anything about Spawn <laughs> well no I don't know anything about Spawn but that mechanic yeah. made me yeah it's lifted like, from the comics made, made yeah, reminded me of that kind of similarity where you kind of like there's a consequence if you do this or you do that on in the game yeah. perspective and yeah that's interesting yeah, and I like, hated I it the, as a kid. <laughs> I agree with you in that one, Carlos. Like, why you 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 said you hated it, and I'm like, well, as a kid, because, I was such, I was like, what f- six? Because I, I, yeah. I was a kid where I wanted to like just fucking blow everything up, and then you know not be restricted. Right. I'm no game developer or game designer, but I do think that I, I can respect and appreciate a desire to give to make your player be pushed into choices yeah. and make them face consequences for their actions. But there's also like what mechanics like these also sound like they're saying they're penalizing you for playing for for playing in a certain way for playing in a certain way yeah yeah like you know like i get it you don't want spawn to be a total power fantasy because his whole deal is if he uses up his powers he's going straight back to hell but maybe you can have that be reflected narrativistically or you can have that maybe more uh, you know abstracted in more granular detail so that not every single minor power you use suddenly is being ticked off towards your like what if what if you use eldritch blast you know a one point power one too many times and suddenly like if you use that eldritch blast one less time you would have been in the clear but no you had to use it one more time that seems very petty to me i mean that's what what, what, wait is there anything else because me in terms of like games that are too long that i haven't finished the one that, that, that kind of topped in my that i just remembered was yeah i got tired simply it was fallout 4 <laughs> and, to my, and to my surprise, like I, I stopped playing, and after like maybe a month or two, like I remembered, oh my god, I haven't mm-hmm. finished that game. Uh, apparently, mm. I was like, I just had to talk to somebody, and I finished the game. I did. To, I was to a point where I didn't give a fuck, and I, I, I is, apparently is that a Bethesda, that huh? a Bethesda oh, thing? Like I, you what? might know better than I do because you play Skyrim. Mm. You, you, yeah, you yeah. play Skyrim a lot, and like, but isn't that a Bethesda thing? Players of yeah, yeah. uh, Bethesda games just yeah, dick around true. and have their thumbs up their butt doing everything but the main quest. <laughs> but it was just funny that I got like you know, tired to the point mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize that the that it was leading to the end. And yeah, all I all I had to do in that playthrough was just talk to somebody, and I actually. <laughs> I would have, oh, yeah, I would have seen the fucking ending, but I didn't do it. I was, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and then, I'm, and, then, I'm done and then you you hit you hit that button and the ending plays after two years of not playing it, and you're just like, huh, that's <laughs> oh, how well. it ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there. Uh-huh. Um, anything else? Do we want to talk about? We want to tackle? Well, I've I I played some like I played some of the well I I played one game that Matt actually recommended uh, me to play, and that is the. What's that? 
the I don't, I don't know <laughs> the the noir game oh like genesis the noir for yeah the, yeah the the demo for genesis noir which is an indie game uh it was featured last week in the steam games festival when you caught edition. up and started watching and started playing it so yeah so, so so matt linked me the demo of the game and i, I started playing it and um it's interesting like um the visuals are cool like it has that um stylized um animation like it's 2d but but made in 3d assets and um the controls are simple but it's tied into the music and this game is heavily influenced uh like heavily jazz influenced i guess if you could say that and it it's basically like an an, an interactive it's 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 more of an interactive uh novel or interactive story rather than a, an actual game like from what i've experienced and it's a know, demo. what do you think about that one matt yeah yeah it's, it's, a demo, it's just a but demo like how much how much when is that when is that coming out like when i have no idea but the demo lasted like around an hour or two and um so okay. far uh it it doesn't really feature any like you know like heavy gameplay mechanics like something that you expect like i don't know like a rhythm uh portion or boss fight or something like that it's more of like showcasing the games um in like interactive or story right. narrating mechanics it kind of reminds me of those old like those old like 1930s to 1940s like cartoons like not like sort of like those mm-hmm. uh you know how like th- there's a history of animation that isn't just just funny animals and like you know uh, howling wolves that you know like and I'm talking like Tex Avery, Max Fleischer, the Looney Tunes, Chuck Jones, that right. kind of stuff. There is also a history of animation that's super like uh, like adult entertainment, but also experimental, and that's where Genesis yeah. Noir really I think very comes. stylized. Like just they're just playing with shapes, and that's basically your characters. Yeah, yeah, like. It, the whole premise, if I recall correctly, about Genesis Noir is that it's about it, it takes place before and around the Big Bang of the universe, but around yeah, the time of the Big Bang of, of the universe, there is <laughs> yeah. also like are you like a, a god in that in that game? Like it's 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 it starts it's it starts off as you like waking up in the universe and trying to like synchronize sounds or something. It's 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 sort it's it's very abstract actually like mm-hmm. it's a very trippy intro. So here, oh, I found I found I found the official description from the from the Steam page actually. Here it goes: Genesis Noir, a noir adventure spanning time and space. When a love triangle between cosmic beings becomes a bitter confrontation, you will witness a gunshot fired by a jealous god, otherwise known as the Big Bang. Jump into <laughs> the expanding universe and search for a way to destroy creation and save your love. Hmm. I am into this. What the yeah. fuck did you guys get yeah. into? <laughs> Not I'm saying it's bad. I'm just saying yeah. like that's yeah, that's, dude. What yeah. the fuck? You, you guys, you guys give it a shot. It's 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 amazing in my opinion. Gotta save your love. Also, interestingly, interestingly, that description doesn't really like the demo doesn't really show that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the demo backstory. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but basically, that's interesting. Like, you 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 didn't get to like um, see any like. Um, love interest. It's basically just you're 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 the sax guy, Mm-mm. and then you're the sax guy god, I guess. And then you go into this city, and then you meet with a what's that interest? What's that instrument? It's like a 
uh, I, I forgot the instrument, but it's basically a, cello? a bass. A bass. A cello? Yeah, a cello, yeah. Cello, yeah. So yeah. you, you meet we're cello. We're talking jazz, we're talking cellos. <laughs> yeah. You go and you go vibe together and you go play together. You play music together and then he got kidnapped and then the demo ends for some reason. And basically that. So uh, I'm gonna I definitely don't know check what's it happening. But yeah, but yeah, it's no, you, got, you gotta try it. It's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of games we're actually working on and playing, and that that is one like the Steam game, like the the festival. Yeah, I missed out a, yeah, on a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of, actually. That's a lot of demos out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but I think that's it for now for mm-hmm. episode two hundred seven. Yeah. Um, but again, we have we're actually working on a lot for this July. Simply, you know, like we mentioned a while ago, uh, Matt was working on Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. And I just finished. Um, we also have some reviews on the pipeline, and also some reviews are already out, like Joseph's reviews. My review of Last of Us Part Two is already out. We have a lot of reviews actually coming out, and a variety of, of articles. So mm-hmm. do check them out at www.toomuchgaming.net. Um, what else? Uh, podcast. Thanks for listening. We have actually uh, this episode and other episodes. Available in Spotify and a variety of, um, actually, whatever podcast platform you, you use to get episodes on your favorite shows. We're in Google, yeah. we're in Apple. Likely there. <laughs> yeah, we're most likely there. So do check them out, and I do appreciate you guys uh, listening and checking it out. And if you have any questions, clarifications, or anything uh, regarding this episode, you can contact us at contact at toomuchgaming.net. That's our email. And if you want to shout Matt anytime, uh, hunt me down and tw- hunt me down on Twitter at Arsodia Matthew. Uh, don't forget if you guys have any like um, stories you want to tell me about, you know, games that were too long that you know you just couldn't be bothered to finish, or at least when you finished it, it felt like a completely draining experience. Or tell me about the games that you played that are incredibly short or short and like just hit the sweet spot, you know, yeah. of, of satisfaction. Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot going on. There's a lot that we um we have planned. Um, like I'm gonna finish Titanfall. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about finishing the campaign of Titanfall two on a stream. Um, a variety of again, a variety of other reviews, and of course we might have another episode, maybe live on Facebook page. We never know. Next week. All right. And I think that is follow it. the breadcrumbs, people. Follow <laughs> the breadcrumbs. Follow <laughs> the breadcrumbs of all the content we have available. And yeah, thanks again, and <laughs> see you guys next time. The loaf of us. of us the second slice is that is that our name by the loaf of us the second slice